Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm, and we're located in Riverside. I'm a certified financial planner, and I have three other individuals in my office that are also certified, as well as an attorney. If you'd like to know more about our firm and what we can do for you, just go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Now, every week, what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first part is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today, under retirement update, I'm going to talk about the future of senior living. COVID has changed just about everything, but probably no more significant than in senior living. I'm talking about assisted living, uh, continual care, retirement communities, you know, not only convalescent, but also any kind of retirement centers where there's a large group of elderly people that are there because of the services that that's provided there. In fact, I had a lady that um, she had put down a deposit on a condo for her parents, hoping that she could get better cost of care and better care for her mother. And that was just before COVID broke out. So she put down a deposit and the organization called her up and said, listen, uh, we need that bed. So if you're not going to take it, Uh, we're going to give it to somebody else. So she ended up paying actually $200 a day just to reserve the bed, the room. And then then COVID broke out. So she said, I'm crazy. I'm not going to put my my mother into this environment. So she ended up walking away from her deposit and the money that she put down on a daily basis to protect that space, in other words, to keep the reservation open. And the issue is, is is that she's she's not the only one. I mean, many people have been faced with, you know, it's a tough decision in the best of times to make a decision where you're going to go or where you're going to ask your parents to consider to go into some kind of retirement community. And there's a, there's, there's a myriad of, of different kinds of options. But the issue is that 40 to 50% of the deaths that have occurred because of COVID have happened for people that have been in those kinds of places. And there's a lot of stats that have not been gathered. But I think as the information comes out, we're going to find out that a lot of people uh, you know, particularly the workers, asymptomatic. There was one in Riverside that they shut down the entire the entire crew except for one person. Working staff did not show up because of at the outbreak of COVID. They said it's too risky, leaving the patients without care. It became an emergency. They had to literally call in the state, and they came in and removed the uh, patients from that and shut down the entire organization. But it was it was tragic. I mean, people had to be moved. The other issue is that we're talking about. You know, as these organizations have been struggling with, um, you know, with people that are going in and joining, I mean, the cost of care is going is going up 
because what they're having to do right now, they're, it's, you know, they're having to pay more for their supplies and everything else. But now the people that they're hiring become a short supply. So they're having to raise the cost of it, which, of course, that translates into higher costs for the residents, which they were really unprepared to do. So we've got really an acute healthcare crisis in the senior living complexes throughout the United States. And a lot of this has a lot to do is because people think they're in kind of a hospital setting, but they really do lack the prioritization of supplies. And there's, you know, you have, you have a limited number of people per patient. Obviously, the biggest issue is the cost. So therefore, they try to spread the labor cost out as much as they can. And you have people that are not necessarily nurses or LPNs that are doing a lot of the physical work. The problem is, is that staffing is costs are going to go up and then getting qualified staffing. This becomes a real, real problem. And, and I'm not here necessarily to give you all the solutions, but what I am here to talk about is to really kind of talk about what is going to be the future of senior health care. I think that um, as labor costs rise and as occupancies fall down, the cost of going into a assisted living or retirement community like a CCRC, these costs are going to rise. They're going to continue to go up. I, years ago, I talked about an organization that was created. It was, it was a nonprofit organization. It actually was started in Boston, and it's called Beacon Hill Village. And any of you that are interested in this, you can type into Google Beacon Hill Village, and it is a nonprofit organization that started with bringing in, um, you know, bringing in basically, uh, there they, they they was their self-governing. So what they did is they, they had a loosely held organization, but they created kind of a, a network of how they were going to care. So for example, they had people that they hired, they hired a physician for it. So they had a physician that would come in through and, and give physical examinations. But uh, the one thing it did is it had an interconnection. So you had communal dining, you had activities, you had all these, it oftentimes it's close to a university or a college that they can do on, online uh, or ongoing education, you know, uh, hostels, those types of things that are really uh, advantageous. And it was really active. I mean, a lot of arts, a lot of, a lot of other things that uh, people really enjoyed. Now, as a result, what we had was a, um, a very, I guess, amenable and desirable thing. But even in this particular model, they're not set up for intensive care. So if you have something that is, in other words, if, you're, if you had a stroke or if you became uh, the point that you became dependent, this organization is not a nursing home. So again, as we go forward with this, I think we're going to find a lot of changes in how healthcare and Physical care is going to be delivered to the elderly, to the infirm, to those people that are going to be needing additional assistance. But I think the trend is going to move towards smaller groups of units, units not larger. Again, the, the scale, economic scale, organizations want to get as many people within a, uh, you know, within a community as they possibly can because it helps to defer the cost. I think that's going to change. I think people are going to be very fearful of entering into communal dining, communal activities, all these other factors in large groups. And I think there are going to be a lot, there's going to be different um, variations of how this is going to happen. You know, nine out of 10 people, when they're, when they're asked about whether or not they want to go into a retirement community, they say, no, I want to stay at home. But at the same point in time, you know, you have to be, you have to be real 
And there has to be a there has to be a, a candid conversation on how care is going to be delivered to those individuals that really need it and what is going to be cost effective as well as effective for that care. This is a conversation. You know, people don't want to turn 75 and then be entertained until they die. And they and they have they have something else they want to give to society. And I think that's going to be the uh, discussion that's going to be really at the prevalent, um, you know, the, the means by which we're going to be able to care for people. Again, I think the church, larger family groups, a lot of these things are going to come together. If you'd like to know more information, I can send you articles on this. But I would suggest that you look up Beacon Hill Village. That would be kind of an interesting investigation on your part to just to see how these village concepts work. You know, it'd be nice to have something in our locale, something in our region that would be something that would mirror that. Um, Yeah, if you want to talk more about that, give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. Now, were you able to tame your inner bear, you know, when the, when the market started going through all of its volatility back in March and your response to it uh, tells me a lot about how you think about things. I mean, it's really your your behavior. And if you were really feeling strong at the end of last year and through the first part of this year thinking, well, this is doing really well and my portfolio is going up and everything is looking positive. And then all of a sudden we ran into rapids and um, over the falls. I mean, this was, this was something that a lot of people weren't prepared for. And the, and the, and the, you know, the extreme aspects of the downturn were much more accented with COVID because there's such a high fear level. We just didn't know. We didn't know at what level this was going to run through the population, how, how much it was going to affect. And clearly it's been severe. You know, they've shut down a big portion of the economy, particularly the hospitality section, but more importantly, how you responded to it, um, tells me a lot about how you think about money. And there's a, there's a lot of analysis, uh, behavioral analysis, particularly when it comes to financial literacy, and they call it present bias. In other words, if you look at your portfolio and it starts to drop and you just start to get this anxiety that you can't deal with, and what, what happened here is what people thought, this was almost a survival uh, bias. In other words, they felt like they weren't going to be able to retire. They weren't going to be able to survive. 
at the end of this. They saw the worst case scenario and it played out in their head to such a point that they that they sold. And at the very bottom of the market, when the market hit its lowest level, that's when people said, okay, I got to make a change. I've got to change. And they went to cash and they just pulled everything out and went to cash and they stayed there. And they became so present biased that they literally are hurting themselves financially. They have hurt themselves financially because what they have done is they have moved away from those assets that will probably give them long-term benefit. But because of the short-term volatility, they have sold off. Now, now you're sitting in the position, you've got all this cash, you're sitting on the sidelines and you're either at retirement or you're very close to retirement. And you're thinking, what in the world am I supposed to do? This is why when we sit down with our clients, when we sit down with a new client, we take them through a financial plan. We take them through an analysis and the number that we come up with it, planning by the numbers. If you go to our website, you'll see that right at the first page, planning by the numbers. It's a trademark. And what we're trying to accomplish with our clients is have them understand what the rate of return that they have to make on their money in order for them to survive. In other words, to have economic clarity, economic abundance for the rest of their life. So we come up with a percentage. What is, it, what is it that you have to make? And this is a really important number because what it does is it moves everything into what the risk you have to take on your portfolio going forward. And I'm not, I'm not one to say you keep everything in equities uh, when you don't need to. There's a different ways in which you can accomplish the overall rate of return and the required rate of return that you need in your portfolio in order to sustain your retirement. Most people are really surprised when we go through all of this that they don't have to take a lot of the risk to the marketplace. But you have this, this underlying fear that no matter where you're at, no matter where you're positioned, that the world is going to end. And when it ends, of course, your survival is going to be, is going to be at the end of that. In other words, you're not going to be able to live the rest. In other words, you're, you're going to outlive your money. And that's, that's a big fear level. So right now, you, you overvalue what's happening in the moment. And that's what a lot of people go through. And they, everything is happening at the moment. They look at the stock market going up and they feel less thrilled about it going up. But the sting of going down becomes twice as, it has, a, has a, it's twice as much as far as the negative impact. People, I mean, we are typically risk adverse and we try to avoid any kind of loss in our portfolio. In fact, we are willing to pay a premium to avoid a risk. That's why a lot of people go into annuities. That's why they go into certain instruments and they're willing to pay a premium. And when that premium is paid, what basically what you're doing is you're, you're cutting off your total return. You're cutting off from what you should be making. Now, when we develop a plan, we end up finding out what your required rate of return is. What we're doing is we're really saying, how is your portfolio to be constructed going forward? So no matter what happens with the marketplace, if your portfolio is supposed to have a 4% return, a 5% return, a 6% return, we can construct a portfolio that over the long haul will have those kind of returns. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to make 6% every single year. It means that some years it's going to make more than that. Some years it's going to make less than that. But on the average, you're going to have a rate of return that you can count on. And in the meantime, you build enough liquidity within your portfolio 
so that you don't become panicked about where your money's going to come from. In other words, you should always, in a good retirement plan, you should always have anywhere from one to two years of either cash or cash equivalents available to be able to meet your spending needs. So therefore, what we have to do is we have to take a good hard look at what causes panic. Now, of all my clients, of course, having progress meetings and dealing with this and having availability for conversation and talking people through this um, is really important. So if you're doing this by yourself and you thought maybe because of the last few years you did really, really good, stocks went up, you felt like, man, everything is working well. And then all of a sudden you hammer, you get hammered because your, your portfolio gets, gets beaten down. You're probably someone who shouldn't be in individual stocks. You probably should be putting your money into something that is a measured risk return, like a target dated fund or some kind of balance between bonds and stocks. And the kinds of stocks that you have probably should be the stocks that are probably more um, mature companies that pay dividends, blue chip kind of companies and things like that, and companies that are going to have a blueprint. We have an analysis team. We have literally some of the best minds in the world that are analyzing companies and helping our clients select the stocks that are necessary to that'll be in their portfolio that we know that those companies are going to be around and we diversify. You know, I have some clients that want to concentrate their risk into the go-go stocks of the moment. You know, we have a lot of stocks that are going up, a handful of stocks actually are performing very well over the last several months, but you want to make sure in a diversified portfolio that you don't put everything into a handful of stocks. You want to broadly diversify. Now, in some cases, you may not make as much in your portfolio, but on the other hand, you're not going to lose as much. And again, your overall goal is to create a security, a security that you know that you are going to have money at the end of your life. No matter what happens, if you plan right, if you do it right, you will end up with money. You're not going to end up destitute. And a lot of people have these stories in their head. They have these um, either historical or family stories that, that they can't seem to get out of their head. You know, my parents, my grandparents, they went through the depression. You know, my dad lost everything. He, you know, every, I mean, they're just stories. But what it does is it affects how you make decisions about yourself today. And these are the things that we have to overcome because a lot of it is emotion. It's how you react to something. And oftentimes the way you react is the exact opposite of what you should be doing. The future is always going to be there. We're not going to know how what the future's outcome. But I can tell you this is the future is going to look better than the past. We seem to have a very, very good outcome and companies are adapting and adapting well. You know, again, if you need somebody to help you guide through this, you need somebody to, to give you uh, good advice, fiduciary advice, give me a call. The phone number is 951-684-7011. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. 
Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as news you can use. You know, with all of the uh, civil unrest right now and Black Lives Matter and the, the, the request by the, by the more, I want to say, extreme groups to defund the police department, things like that. There was an article that I read that I'd like to send to you. It's called A Veteran's View of American Policing. And it's an interview of Ray Kelly. Now, Ray Kelly, he's the, almost the longest serving, in fact, he is the longest serving commissioner in the history of New York City in the police department. And he was interviewed and he gave his opinion about what's happening right now. And as most of you could understand, he completely was appalled by what happened in Minneapolis. And um, he thinks that... Um, the actions that were taken by those officers was not only deplorable, but was even criminal. But then he went on to really talk about um, how he would make changes in police departments. And in this particular article, he talks about, you know, some of the events that have occurred, but then some of the things that he's gone through as a police commissioner and um, the things that he've done that he's done in New York, but some things that he would take into account now and the first thing he said, he said, um, you know, he would have he would want to have a major educational institution like John Hopkins or someplace like that devise a rigorous method of psychological testing for any potential recruits. He said it's critical. He says that you do not hire your problems right now. I don't think we're identifying enough people who have deep seated psychological problems and giving them a gun and a badge is something that could be really could have a bad, you know, could end up very bad. Next, he'd like to give police executives the ability when significant evidence is shown to them to terminate officers who abuse their authority, either verbally or physically. Now, he kind of lays some of the blame back on unions, and he says unions certainly play a role in making it hard to fire bad cops. And he goes on to take goes on to talk about that the civil service protections, it really does. It becomes a real obstacle. and. Um, he said it, it really does, it allows the majority of the bad cops to stay within the police force. He said it makes it much more difficult to get rid of them. The third suggestion he had is that he require every police officer to have a college degree. He said right now, he said police officers typically don't need a college degree. They'll have maybe a demand for some college credits, but he feels like it is very important. They have a broader education and at least a four-year degree before they apply for police service. He thinks that that is something that would help to qualify and give also a broader experience to each recruit, each candidate, because they would have that degree. Um, the other thing he's against is, you know, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of calls to say that qualified immunity. In other words, he said um, he rejects that. He said that a police officer should not be personally responsible for their action unless it's it's completely, um, you know, out of line, and you know it 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 it, reach, it crosses the line of being criminal, like what happened in Minneapolis. But he said, he said you don't uh, you don't just give that, you know, you don't abolish that. He said, um, he said police officers are in some very high risk situations, and they have to be able to react. And none of us, even the even police officers that are well trained, are in situations they don't know exactly what's going to happen. And he, he said you can't just make them. Uh, personally responsible for all their actions because they're in situations they've never been really trained for or situations that are just extremely dangerous. If you'd like to have a copy of this article, I think it would help you to be better informed, better aware. It's called A Veteran's View of American Policing. 
is an interview of Ray Kelly, and I'd be more than happy to send it out to you if you'd like me to. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances, the information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor.